You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change. Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined today by herbal pharmacist and botanicals expert, David Foreman. Thanks for joining me today, David. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I love to share the things that I've learned, so thank you. We're talking today on emerging plant ingredients for stress, and nutraceuticals for stress, of course, fall under the wider cognitive health category, which is a market that I think has really been seeing significant growth over the past decade. Um, David, before we hone in on stress particularly, what are you seeing as key market areas and drivers behind the growth of nootropics? I imagine that the characteristics of modern lifestyle have really resulted in a lot of cases of low energy, not enough sleep, excess stress, and I think especially amongst the workforce population. Yeah, I, I believe that, I mean, everything you just said, I, I always lump it into its lifestyle. Um, and, uh, you know, the, we live a faster paced life. We put um, greater demands on ourselves. Um, people from the outside, whether it's friends, family, or coworkers, um, you know, add to this, this mix. Um, and then you throw in the fact that we, you know, most people don't get the activity levels they used to, which helps with this whole m mindfulness, mental health, whether it's cognitive or mm -hmm. stress or any of those things. Um, and then we're not feeding our body the right nutrients. So, you know, we become nutrient depleted. Um, and, and I think what's driving it, which was what, you know, what your question was, is I think what's driving it is that modern medicine offers some solutions for all of these things, but they come with a price. And I don't necessarily mean financial. They come with a price of, of side effects. Um, my original you know, career was as a pharmacist. And, you know, I, I, the number one reason people don't take their medications is because there's something that happens to them, you know, whether it's gastric upset or in the case of stress, maybe uh, it causes drowsiness or, um, you know, depletes their ability to focus or concentrate or lowers energy. And so I think what's really driving this category is people are sick and tired of being sick and tired and they're looking for something that mm. offers a solution that comes with um, less chance of side effects. I agree with you completely. And um, I wonder if beyond the long-term side effects that people notice when they do take um, conventional medication, how is how accessible is it actually to get, um, you know, pharmacy dispensed drugs? Um, could that be a reason why people are looking for natural solutions is that, you know, we, we're noticing that there is a general health concern surrounding cognitive health, but how easy is it for a doctor to actually prescribe, um, you know, conventional drugs to treat those? I, I, it's actually quite easy, um, you know, depending on the, the condition they're treating in, in the mental health space. Um, you know, they do have some in most countries globally, there's, you know, um, government constraints on, you know, quantities and day supply and how many refills mm -hmm. people can get. But they're very accessible. And in all honesty, in 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 the anything in the mindfulness category, and I hope it's OK that I'm using it that way as opposed to. Yeah, dialing in specifically, specifically cognitive or stress or whatever. Um, you know, I, I feel like 
the the average consumer, um, you know, they go to the doctor because they're feeling a certain way, or they need to feel, they want to feel a certain way. And I I believe the mentality in modern medicine is to well, these won't hurt. They'll probably help, so I'll go ahead and prescribe it. And and not in most cases in this category, there's nothing else offered to to the patient or the consumer. I'm a consumer, you're a consumer. So if you and I are dealing you or I or both of us are dealing with something in this this health health arena, there's a really good chance our doctors are just gonna prescribe it because the philosophy is it's not going to hurt. Um and you know, there's this bit of compassion. And I'm not trying to say modern medicine is completely messed up. It it does provide um, a need, uh, well, actually it answers a need in a lot of cases, but um, too often I feel like things get overprescribed. Patients aren't advised on other things that they can do that are um, outside of just popping that pill to address their ill. And I think that's why more and more people just keep migrating towards, you know, a natural or healthier lifestyle because, you know, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I, I've had periods in my life where I've had, you know, extreme stress and it doesn't feel good and it causes a lot of other things to go wrong. And so I understand why consumers go to their doctor, but I can also see why they're running away from that now and going into this field as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you mentioned, careers are becoming so stressful and stress management in particular has really evolved to be quite a top health concern. Um, people are realizing that there are seriously long-term implications if it isn't managed on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so, David, what are some of the realities and the statistics that you're seeing which has really pushed healthcare professionals to take uh, to pay closer attention to stress solutions? Uh, well, you know, this is a global issue. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of times people focus just on, you know, the Western world. But, you know, I think um, one of the statistics I found, and this was specifically for stress, um, stress uh, levels in the workplace um, in China, uh, six in 10 workers, um, you know, ha have a, this increased workplace stress. Uh, China actually had 86% having the highest rise in workplace stress. Um, you know, so there's numbers from all over. Um, you know, it, mm -hmm. this is even affecting our, our, our children. You know, uh, here in the U.S., one of the top uh, health concerns for teens you know, between the ninth grade and 12th grade, um, you know, it is revolving around stress. Um, people aren't getting enough sleep. Uh, you, there's, uh, ch children need eight to 10 hours, you know, adults need probably close to eight hours, um, yet we're getting seven or less. And that, that lack of sleep is linked back to increased risk of obesity, depression, cardiovascular disease, and, you know, um, stress is linked to uh, type 2 diabetes now. It's linked to obesity. It's linked to cardiovascular disease. You know, um, it, the numbers are actually staggering. I don't know if I gave enough numbers for you. I yeah, think no, I have probably absolutely. too. I have too many to share. It's just, it, it doesn't, it, it's across all lines. You know, I think a lot mm -hmm. of times people think of stress as for maybe one specific demographic, but it really isn't. It covers all ages. It covers both genders. Um, you know, and it, it covers all races, it covers all, um, all of the cultures really around the world. Um, these mental health or mindfulness categories are, are non-discriminatory and they, they are rising just as of the way things are in our, in our world now. Yeah. 
I think um, certainly as this, this, the figures surface, we're, um, you know, we're really motivated to take action against this really massive global problem. Um, so we know that the demand for natural stress solutions is there, and there's a number of plants that we already know have proven benefits for stress. What are some of the newer ingredients that you're seeing for stress, and you know, is the science in place in the form of clinical studies to back them? Yeah, um, so stress is one of my favorite, uh, favorite categories. Um, mm. I, I, it's one of my favorites because it, um, the people that have anxiety or stress, the majority of them never even seek help. And yet I think we can, we can all say we feel it. And there's some really awesome, mm. uh, herbals, the extracts out there. Uh, I'd probably be crazy not to, uh, you know, include hemp slash CBD in, in my talk. Um, I still feel like there's an awful lot of wild, wild west going on in that category, but there, there actually is some really good clinical information about using hemp or hemp oil with those phytocannabinoids. The issue I see in our industry is that people are not putting together products that use what I would call a therapeutic dose. I'm a very big fan of if the research is there, that's how much you should use. You shouldn't use a little whiff of hemp in your product just to gather the, the population that's looking for hemp. It really should be you know, if we're really trying to help people get well, we need to use therapeutic doses of these things. Um, ashwagandha um, is another big one. There's two uh, patented, trademarked versions out on the market. There's the KSM66 and Sensoril. They're both ashwagandha. They both have patents and trademarks, and they both have the science showing they work in the space of stress. It's very interesting, yet they're very unique and different, even though they come from the same plant. It's because of the the... In the case of Sensoril, they're using the whole plant root leaves, the whole thing, versus, you know, the KSM 66, they're using just the root of the plant. Um, one of my uh, newest, latest, greatest is a, a trademarked ingredient that originates from Southern Africa. Uh, this plant um, has been used for tens of thousands of years by the indigenous sand tribe. Uh, the ingredient's known as Zembrin, Z-E-M-B-R-I-N. Um, they have clinical studies showing uh, they actually did an MRI study where people took a 25 milligram capsule and then within two hours did brain MRI uh, studies and found that uh, Zembrin uh, had a direct effect on the amygdala, which is the real stress center of your brain. I don't like to get too mm. technical, but the amygdala is where it all starts. And um, this has a calming effect in that area of the brain. Another big one, uh, and I think it's it's gotten almost too big where I think supply is an issue. I, I worry about sustainability of the herb rhodiola. Um, yeah. Rhodiola, rhodiola works in a much different way. Um, from what I can tell, the real, the real quality rhodiola comes from Siberia. Um, and I think that a lot of it has to do with where it's grown. You know, the soil is different than other parts of the world. And I think that's why, you know, so these are a few. I've got more. I can keep going, but I don't want to be the, the microphone hawk here. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's such an exciting time to be part of this market where so many new ingredients are surfacing. Um, so we know that there's really new exciting plants for stress. And thank you for confirming as well that we've got the right science to back these claims because I think the demand for clinical studies is really going to become a lot greater in the future. Um, but what does this mean for some of the existing um, ingredients? Does this mean that they might fall away? Or what about, you know, clever combinations that I know that you're quite passionate about formulating them in a smart way? Would that 
um, provide, you know, really good commercial opportunities for both existing ingredients as well as emerging ones? Yes, I, it, it does. I, I, I don't want people to think that, you know, there's a lot of um, herbal or, you know, botanical extracts that have been used for years. A lot of them, you know, are not patented. They're not trademarked. But there, are, there is clinical information behind them. And by all means, I feel like, you know, we can, we, if we're formulating, can combine them with these new uh, ingredients that, you know, are patented and trademarked and add, add value to that formulation. Because, you know, the, the interesting thing in the plant world is that, you know, a plant isn't like a drug in that it just has one chemical, you know, phytochemical compound. It's nutritional. And usually there are multiple compounds that work in different mechanisms of action. So when I'm talking to people about putting together a product that, you know, that works is to look for those ingredients that have different mechanisms of how they work or that mechanism of action. And at the end of the day, you know, um, how my body reacts um, and or responds from a stressful situation is going to be different than yours. And so if mm -hmm. I'm putting together what I, I like to call them a shotgun type of a formulation where you're addressing the multiple possibilities of what's going on at the root of the problem, you're more likely yeah. to have a product that works. Um, it may even actually work quicker. And I'm not talking about synergy here. That's a whole other thing. I think people throw that word around too loosely. But if we work in putting together therapeutic doses of ingredients that we know work, that work for different mechanisms of action, you're more likely to have a product that works. And if it works, the consumer, your customer at the end of the day is going to continue to buy that product because they can feel it working and they're, they're, they're going to become more loyal for that reason. Absolutely. And um, David, I'd like to actually delve a little bit into how the, our consumers actually get um, their intake. So we uh, we know across the industry that people are getting really tired of taking pills and tableted supplements. Um, I think it's nothing new that you know that industry players know that they need to be doing something different in terms of delivery format. What do you see driving the future of the cognitive supplements market in terms of what we'll expect to get in the future, especially for stress supplements? Right. I, well, I've been like consulting in this space now for a couple of years and you know people around the world have pill fatigue that's the you know the mm -hmm. term i think that's getting tossed around and so you know uh, things like liquids um you know maybe doing it you know uh, a shot of you know so putting in these therapeutic ingredients at the right levels um and then you know um the delivery system can be there's lozenges there's liquids there's Nowadays, you know, gummy bears are a big thing uh, here in the U.S., but they're, you know, more becoming more global using things like stick packs or um, effervescent powders. Uh, you know, there's the uh, Tespo has the that liquid countertop dispenser. It looks like a Keurig coffee maker, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. These are, these, are, these are the things that, you know, consumers want. I mean, Think about, we all, as we're listening to this, you know, think about it, you're a consumer. You know, I don't want to have to have extra, like extra processes for me. I want to be able to open a bottle, open a packet, pour it in my mouth and be done with it. I don't want to have to shake, stir necessarily if I don't need to. But at the end of the day, I'll shake and stir something rather than take um, a tablet or capsule. I, I'm 
I have significant pill fatigue because I do take a lot of supplements and every day I'm looking for a different way to get those delivered. And I think when you do use these delivery methods, I'm talking about, and even those little films, um, you know, you're, you're talking about um, quicker digestion and absorption. So they're probably going to probably again, work a little quicker than a tablet or a capsule for some people. Um, but you know, these are the areas that we all need to look at as being truly innovative. And then one thing we didn't talk about, Charlotte, but I want to throw this in there. There's an awful lot of foods that are good for, let's say, uh, stress, or they're good for cognitive health, things like berries and chocolate. And so when people are formulating the products, they should also look at using some of these um, fruit or food extracts as part of the formulation to give, you know, why, the old saying, you know, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. Um, you know, that goes back thousands of years and it's, it's a true statement. So when we're formulating, mm. we also need to look at using some of these food extracts as part of that non-pill, non-tablet form to, uh, to get an added benefit. Absolutely. And thank you for pointing that out because sometimes I think we're really quick to, um, to look for dietary supplements, but actually some of these natural foods in their original form, as you mentioned, um, are really valuable in targeting some of these concerning health areas. Um, David, you're chatting at Vita Foods Asia on the topic of stress, well, ingredients for stress. Can you, in a nutshell, just summarize what you're going to be talking to attendees about during that session? Yes, uh, real quick. Uh, first, I want people to understand what's really going on with stress in the body. So I, I talk about neurotransmitters and I, the amygdala I just talked about, talked about, but kind of getting people a little more background on the biochemistry and physiology of what's going on. And then discussing um, really what I, I just sort of just said to you is, is how to formulate for those specific areas using, and I'll, I'll list out patented or trademarked ingredients. I, I actually am covering some of the hotter um, more documented foods that work in that space and then teaching how to people how to like, you know, you use the uh, unique delivery system, unique ingredients at therapeutic level and using these food or food extracts to, to achieve a product that works. I mean, we say we're natural health and if we really are, we should be natural health care, which means that we should be putting things together that are, you know, functional, scientifically backed, um, and, and, and easy for consumers to find and to use. So that's basically my talk. And it's funny, I'll be able to do that in 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Super quick. I know. Amazing what you can get done. Well, David, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. I'm really looking forward to hearing you speak at Vita Foods Asia. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. And I encourage people, if you've never been to Vita Foods Asia, you need to go. It's an amazing show. Amazing. We're looking forward to seeing you there.